When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, before we jump into the show, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. They'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush so you can keep those teeth nice and healthy even when you don't go see our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. But if you need any work done, they are the place to go. They'll take care of you. They'll call you after to make sure you're feeling all right. Uh, It's a true family-owned dentistry with a true family vibe over there. So check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. Number one for the one and only DNVR Two girls out to Zach Mays Arcade at the bar Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case Number four still waiting for Well, bring on the chase Couple with brick, brew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. We are DNVR and we are live from Studio B. The B stands for back, because I'm back, boys. You're back, baby. It's great to see you. Um, I guess I need to just catch up really quickly. So I guess it would be Monday, Malik Willis. Yep. Uh, I'm in on Malik Willis. Yep. Give me Malik Willis. Yep. Um, Tuesday, Kyler Murray. Yep. Uh, I'm in on Kyler Murray. Give it, me Kyler Murray. Give up anything oh. for him, pretty much? <sighs> Over that, we could Willis. probably have a whole conversation about my hesitation with the idea of going mm. after Kyler Murray because I love Kyler Murray. Just don't know if I trust Broncos country to love Kyler Murray. Mm. So that would be a whole other conversation. So <laughs> that yeah, is, that, that's spicy because that's opening up a Pandora's box there. Yes, it is. It yeah, is. So uh, it was, I would point you to the last former Arizona Cardinals quarterback to come here who didn't really get his flowers mm. until he was long gone. Yeah, Jake the Snake, he, he was fun at first. I mean, everyone loved him right away. There's just like... Again, we could go into a whole thing. My thing is, like, this town only tolerates first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't think Kyler Murray is that. Well, at I, least since Elway, because they loved Craig Morton back in yeah, the Yeah, well, your, but that your was, standards changed right, over exactly. time. The standards kept going up. Like, Charlie Johnson raised the standard, then Craig Morton raised the standard. And then, at that point, El, Elway took it to another level. And then, I mean, now is the standard Peyton? Yes. Yeah. Well, the standard mm-hmm. is first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. And I don't think Kyler's quite that good. So um, then, uh, do you think that the Aaron Rodgers, first ballot Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers, it's trending more like he's going to be a Bronco? Yes, um, definitely. In the, fa- in the past few weeks, there have been dominoes to fall that have made it more likely for Aaron Rodgers to become a Bronco. Um, I like the progression through the week. We start with a complete unknown coming out of college, a first-round pick. Yep. Then we go to a number one overall pick who's, who has definitely showed flashes but is still making his way there to be an elite quarterback. And now we finish, I guess not finish the week, but in the middle of the week, we had a conversation about that first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. He skipped Russ. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we maybe we should have done Russ today. Um, <laughs> Russ, I'm the most in on of anyone. Um, Even though it appears that's the least likely right now. Yeah, from the Broncos' perspective. For sure, that's the bummer of it. But to me, it's the best combination of skill, longevity, and the biggest one for me, leadership. So then Mason and I did this yesterday or the day before. We ranked the three. Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. How would you rank those guys in terms of where what you would want for the Broncos? Mm-hmm. All prices being the same. What? Okay. What I would want or yep. what I think would be best? They're not the They're, same. They should be the same. No, it's not the same. <laughs> I, I, because it's the whole Kyler Murray conversation. I would want Kyler Murray. Okay, but I like, because I think he can become that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think this like how patient was was Denver with John Elway. Honestly, more patient than they've ever been since. But there were people who were over it by the time you before you there get to ninety seven. Yep. You know? I mean, yep. one thing on Elway though, that first year, even though he was in and out of the lineup. They did go to the playoffs the first year. He did lead a comeback that clinched the playoff spot that first year. And the second year, they went three and thirteen and three. So the patience, I think, wasn't was, necessary. They yet. didn't have to be patient because yeah. there were already tangible results that they were the team was heading well, you'd, in the right direction. You'd get tangible results with Kyler Murray. Yeah. But where I where I get so worried about him is his body language and his honestly lack of leadership. That, um, and we we had a couple people couple yesterday said, in the comments saying I, I don't want him because of these lack of leadership. So go all the way back to high school. So here's what happens: is the Broncos go eleven and six and lose in the first round of the playoffs, and, and you know basically the same thing that just happened with the Cardinals. Although I don't know what their record was, um, and people are losing their minds over Kyler Murray's body language, and it's a fair critique. But I'm just like they're like people are gonna try to run this guy out of town before he does anything. So yeah. let me go. Russ, Aaron, Kyler. Oh, Kyler that's third. different. Wow. That's different than Mason. I had. I had Russ one. I had Kyler two because just you know thirteen, longevity, 13 yeah. fourteen mm-hmm. years younger than Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers three doesn't mean that I don't want Aaron Rodgers. It just means he's only got a couple of years left. And Mace, you had it. Kyler one. Russ two right, and then the, there was a gap, a, a big gap between two and three, mm. because just because Russ can solve it for eight years, Kyler, if he works out, solves it for fifteen years potentially, whereas Aaron Rodgers, I think you are literally kind of going year to year basically, on on this. I think he'd like it to be three or four years, but I think it's one of those situations where where and we've seen it with Aaron Rodgers the last few years. I feel like we're in Brett Favre territory. Far toward the end of his career, it was like every year, will he or won't he? I feel like we're doing Green Bay. They've been doing this with Rodgers, and I feel like I would have to see evidence if he came to Denver of something different before I didn't assume that this year-to-year drama wasn't going to continue. Yeah, you would want you would cross your fingers and hope that his introductory press conference, he says, "I love Denver, and I definitely want to play." a few years here before I retire. And you hope he signs a three to five year extension with three to five years fully guaranteed. It doesn't mean he can't retire, but there'd be a very big incentive about $40 million a year for him to come back. Absolutely. And unless something weird happens, I think he would. And that's the thing is like you make him super happy and he just, you know, he just wants to keep playing. Yep. Yep. Uh, Which makes me wonder if there was something that made Tom Brady unhappy. 
Well, Did you there's see a, there's a Tom few. Brady's quote yesterday yeah. or the day before. No. Oh my mm. goodness! Asked if uh, you know he's he's completely done, and he said, "I'm not. I'm not going to rule out. I don't know what I'm going to do in six months. Maybe I want to come back and play in six months." This guy's this guy's coming back. I'm so not so. Did, did they he doesn't a... want to be. The thing is, and this has been reported by I believe by Albert Breer and Seth Wickersham also as well. Brady appears to have been unhappy with the Bucks as an organization. That and not that he was unhappy with his coaches specifically, but that the processes of things are different in a non-Belichick organization versus a Belichick organization. And that it kind of drove him a little bit batty as time went on. I mean, Belichick is obviously a hyper organized, right? Everything to the most minute detail. He's like on a, on a on another level, and the Bucks evidently just weren't there, which I think lends the question: Are the Forty ers with Kyle Shanahan that type of organization? Well, that's. I mean, there's also been rumors that he would want to be traded to the Forty ers to end his career, and this whole quote unquote retirement thing mm-hmm. is a way to do that in the next couple of months. It's it's crazy. Tom Brady's not going away, and he didn't have a uh, a press conference to announce his retirement, did he? I didn't see no. anything about it. I think I would have. Uh, that also is very interesting. The the greatest of all time just goes out quietly. Uh uh-uh, uh, he's not done. I think that the NBA, the NFL is jealous of the NBA and all the drama that exists <laughs> within it, and they're like, we need more of this. We need more drama. Um, speaking of going home, right? That would be Tom Brady going home. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It sure sounds like Von Miller wants to go home, and I don't mean to Desoto, Texas. I mean to Denver, Colorado, because look. I got it when he was right when right after he left. You leave the door open. Yep. You play the you know you play the tune to help your legacy. You yep. do all that stuff. You make fans cry. Right, know? right. You keep the bridges yep. unburned yep. And, and unscathed. That was months ago. We are now months after, and Von Miller is still playing football. He still has another game this season. And he's still talking about the Denver Broncos. And the part that I think was by far the most telling part of that quote was when he said, I'm a Bronco forever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just working in L.A. Yeah. To me, that blew me away as well. That's what I would say if I had to go to another city and work for a few months Mm -hmm. is, look, Denver is my home. I'm just working in City X. And for him to say that, to me, tells, tells me that despite all the success, despite you know, the fact that he's balling out now uh, and playing some of his best football in a while, and in the Super Bowl, when he might win another ring with the Los Angeles Rams, he still wants to be a Denver Broncos. He's six days away from the Super Bowl. He is wearing a Los Angeles Rams uh, zip-up hoodie with the Rams logo on it. He's representing the Los Angeles Rams just a couple of days away from potentially winning his second Super Bowl. And in his 47-minute press conference, which is so long, he talked about the Broncos more than he talked about the Rams. He talked about the Broncos more than he talked about the Super Bowl that he was going to play win. He talked about DeMarcus Ware more than he talked about Aaron Donald and the guys on his team right now. Now, to be fair, it's not like Von Miller just came up and just started talking about all of this. The, the questions were certainly asked about the Broncos, but... I wouldn't have been surprised, and he wouldn't have been wrong if he would have said after the third Broncos question, "Uh, look, that Broncos team, 
always near and dear to my heart, but I'm here with the Rams right now. I want to talk about Aaron Donald. I want to talk about Leonard Floyd. And you know what? That would have been a totally fine answer. Even coming from the Broncos' side, it would have been like, yeah, I get it. He never once did that. In fact, I want to read some of these quotes that he said word for word. He said, I didn't want to leave, talking about Denver. It wasn't me that wanted to leave. I got traded. If it were up to me, I would still be in Denver trying to figure it out. That's just how I am. That's just how I'm built. And then he went on. It it will always be love with the Broncos. I always have orange and blue in my blood. I'll always be a Coloradan. And then finally he said, it feels good for the city to really understand that and for them to know that this wasn't my choice. I always wanted to be a Denver Bronco forever. I'll always be a Denver Bronco forever. I'm just here working in LA right now. And so Ryan, I think I'm exactly where you are. Months ago, right after Von Miller was traded and everyone's hearts are ripped out, we had a lot of people come in and say, can he come back? Look, he just said all these great things about the Broncos. He, he, he left the door open coming back, and I said, no, just, just rip the Band-Aid off. The Von Miller career uh, in era is over in Denver. It was a fantastic 10 and a half years. He'll come back, be in the Ring of Fame, be a first ballot Hall of Famer with the Broncos someday. I, I have to change my mind. I have to change. They're, they're, this is so different now. I can absolutely see Von Miller coming back. He wants to come back. How could you disagree? I mean, I, look, I, again, I know Von, Von always says the right things. I think he's actually saying the wrong things here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he right. always knows how to play the right tune, and I think he's playing the wrong tune. He should be talking about the Rams. He should be saying, man, I love Denver, and, you know, maybe one day there's a reunion, but... I love this team and this is my team right now. And this is where I want to be. And I'm living in this moment and he's not doing that. And honestly, if I was a Rams fan, I would be annoyed. (laughs) And I actually had this conversation with Brandon Brandon and Eric the other night. And they were like, eh, no, you kind of have to understand like, and I just wouldn't, I know how I am. If Peyton Manning and I know, and they said like Peyton Manning's different, but if Peyton Manning said, Indianapolis is my home. I'm just working in Denver. I would be personally offended by that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, though, like, it's fascinating to hear this because Vaughn can be a prisoner of the moment. Mm -hmm. Vaughn's also a people pleaser. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the questions regarding Vaughn Miller were asked by Denver area reporters. Exactly. So that's why I think I take this with a grain of salt. I think you I, I, taking something with a grain of salt. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> and and in general, I'm cool on Von Miller coming back here. Personally, or you think that's how the situation is going to uh, de- develop? I think the only, I think Von's back if Aaron Rodgers is a Bronco, but if he's <laughs> not, what a dream! Yeah, I, I I think that's what would bring him back. If he's not, I'm not sure it's the right thing for either party. For, for him to come back. I, I, Vaughn, I think, is in a perfect situation right now for who and what he is as a player. He's not the alpha anymore. He need, he is where DeMarcus Ware was when DeMarcus came here. DeMarcus wasn't the alpha. He needed Vaughn on the other side to take the pressure off. Just as Vaughn, he's doing well now. Well, surprise, surprise, it's because you've got Leonard Floyd on the other side and Aaron Donald in the middle. Yep. What's, what's, what's funny is talking about that alpha... I think Vaughn loved being the alpha on Monday when he was talking to more Denver media members than not because when the LA media talks to him, he's, what, the fifth best player on that team? 
when the Denver media talks to him, he's the number one guy. He should go to Detroit. He'd be the number one guy that they've had in forever. Exactly. But, <laughs> Since Barry Sanders. But yes. if he wants to be that number one guy again, and let's say there isn't a massive quarterback upgrade in Denver, speaking of a Hall of Famer, he'll be the number one guy right away. It'll be the great I, oh, reunion story. I can't see. If, the, if you don't have that quarterback, I can't see that because – and again, he does kind of. Vaughn is like um, the dog in the movie Up. Squirrel, you know. Mm-hmm. He very much reacts to what is in the moment. So he gets to L.A. and he talks about how he prayed. Oh, I prayed for this man. I, you know, I prayed for the to be on a good team, and you know, it didn't happen in Denver, and now here I am. I do wonder if, when the season ends. Let's say the Broncos don't get Aaron Rodgers, that Rodgers either retires or Green Bay works out probably the 12 contracts that they've got to work out, and they find a way to keep him there in Wisconsin. If Vaughn has time to kind of sit and think about it, I don't think he's going to look at a Bronco team that might have Jimmy Garoppolo or insert rookie here or Drew Locke at quarterback and say, I want to go back to that. So two things. The prisoner of the moment thing, I think, is a great point about Vaughn. But the moment he's in is the Super Bowl right now. That's just why I thought, man, he's actually – I actually took it the other way, Mace, and I thought, Mm -hmm. wow, he's thinking big picture here. He's taking a step back out of this week. But the moment was talking to Denver reporters. Which is – that's a fair way to look at it. Um, I still think he did the wrong thing for in terms of like what a PR person would tell him to do. Oh, I agree on that. That <laughs> like there's nobody in the Rams that that is saying that is telling him to say that. Yeah, like I just don't think he's ingratiating himself to Rams fans at all. Mm-hmm. Um, How many it, Rams fans are there though? How and many? Probably, might, there's probably like might. five Bob Bronco fans for every Rams fan out there. The Rams might have a home field disadvantage in a home field Super Bowl against the Bengals. But but what I'm saying <laughs> too is he and he's like the fifth guy on that team. So there's already not so much love for the Rams anyways. Right. And then he's the fifth guy. He may not be feeling the that, love. That was my one like um, devil's advocate thought about this was I think he's realizing like no in it just it's not the same. He's just realizing it's not the same. They're in the Super Bowl. And I just feel like he's probably not feeling the love the same way that he did in Denver. Right. Not mm-hmm. not necessarily because the Rams fans don't love him, just because it's a weak fan base. Right. Um, and so he's saying, like, man, I got to hold on to that one thing I know I have, which is I'm a legend in Denver. And so, like, let me just make sure I always keep those right, people right, nice and right, close to right, me. Right, right, you know, right. the funny thing is, like, if he were going to go someplace that had the quarterback had cap space and he wouldn't have to be the and he'd have another guy that could be kind of what he was for DeMarcus Ware the team that they're playing on Sunday mm. imagine him on the other side from Hendrickson yeah with Joe Burrow and they've and got Hubbard. 48 million dollars of cap space but why not but just... you have to you have to live in Cincinnati right but yeah. that's a but I as I look at a place where Va- where Vaughn would like he could he could be a stall like a, a high wattish personality, but also would have somebody to take the pressure off of him. Like Cincinnati's kind of a perfect situation for him. I could see Vaughn playing for any of the California teams. Um, I guess not the Raiders or, or Chargers, but I guess like the the Rams or the Niners. Raiders back in California. Oh, sorry. It just feels um, that way because yeah, Vegas does. feels like a California city. <laughs> um, I could see him playing for the the Rams or the Niners. 
I could see him playing for the Giants. I could see him playing for the Cowboys. I could yeah. see him playing for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And I could see him playing for the Broncos. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way he's going to Cincinnati. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think there's one other, or actually a couple he more things. He wants to win, though, guys. He wants to win. Bengals are set up to win. I don't and know they if have he make- wants. I don't know if he wants to win because when he said, um, when he had the comment uh, about how he didn't want to be traded, he said, "If it were up to me, I would still be in Denver trying to figure it out. That's just how I am. That's just how I'm built." Yeah, I was surprised by that because I, Mace, I thought just like you, I, I thought he wanted to win. I thought he'd want to go to any situation where he wanted to win. The Broncos were not a winning team. He even said the quote, I went to bed one and four or whatever, and yeah. I woke up seven and one. So he, tell, he tells the L.A. audience that he prayed for things to turn around and to be in the right place, and he tells the Denver audience that he didn't want to leave Denver. I think he's just telling people. I think, again, he's I really think— He's really good at telling he, people what they want to hear. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like Aaron Rodgers yesterday. He's not going to dismiss coming to Denver. He's, you know, he's going to just say, we'll see. He was Jeopardy host Aaron Rodgers at that moment. Yeah. The, well, the, I disagree. The, but <laughs> the, answer that, the answer that the crowd, that, that, is, true, that is truthful, but is also what, the, what, you want, what they want to hear. Okay, there's two yeah. more things, though. <laughs> and, and one of them, uh, they both revolve around George Payton. But one of them was Vaughn talking about his relationship with George Payton. And it wouldn't have been crazy. Now, obviously, Vaughn wouldn't have come out and said, I don't like George Payton. I have a bad relationship with George Payton. Uh, you know, he he did me dirty. He did the complete opposite, though. He didn't, he didn't toe a line of uh, saying the politically right thing or not. He instead went all the way out for 100% praise of George. He said, I got to know George when we hired him, and George is a great guy. I always felt like he cared about me genuinely. Whenever we talked, we had our speeches, and I asked him how I looked and, and how I'm playing. He would always give me great feedback, and he would always tell me the truth. Truthfully, I think George Payton, he was looking out for me. You don't ever want to be traded, but George, he could have sent me anywhere. He could have sent me to any team in the NFL. I'm sure he could have gotten more from other teams. They paid the majority of my salary so I could come to the LA Rams. They sent me to a contender for a Super Bowl. I would thank him. I always felt like it was more than just a football relationship with him. It definitely shows with the way they treat me even on the way out they were thinking about the best situation for me and i'm thankful to the broncos john elway george payton and all of those guys for my time there to me that was the the business relationship between vaughn and the broncos is still wide open there there were no cracks that developed there which keeps the door open for his return yeah i mean it i think the door is wide open um and i think it'll essentially come down to can the rams pay him um you know what whatever i know they're in kind of they'll have issues with the cap after this season they'll um, have it they they can keep pushing them down the line they they're going to be the, they're going to be the new saints basically so it's like can they pay him slash do they want to pay him and if not then i think he's coming back to denver but and, is this uh, the right spot for him though probably not because he because with all respect to bradley chubb Chubb has not proven to be healthy enough or consistent enough to be somebody who can take the pressure off. Let's Vaughn. tap into that. Yeah. Um, but first, got to let you guys know, if you want some place to watch Vaughn Miller, the Rams, and the Bengals play this weekend, you got to come down to the DNVR bar. We're, 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 you know, Of course, the NFL is super weird about what you can uh, call your party. <laughs> um, so we're just leaning all the way into it. It's the Supreme Cup. Um, it's actually a better vessel than the Super Bowl. We were discussing it though, like the Lombardi Trophy isn't a cup. Though. It's also not a bowl. 
That's what that's what Zach said. Exactly. But, no, but it's the Lombardi <laughs> Trophy that you get for winning the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you don't get a Sugar Bowl when you win the Sugar Bowl. Correct. That proves the only the point. Point. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Like the only bowl you get when you win is the Orange Bowl, right? Um, because it's a bowl of oranges. Is a trophy. Yeah, you can get the claret jug. Yeah, which is an actual jug. But that, yeah, but that's not a thing called a bowl with a jug. No. Anyway. Yeah, uh, you're right. It's not called I, I, the claret I, I, jug. I, I, cup. I, I was I was looking way too deeply into the name Supreme Cup. I like it. Yeah, it's the Supreme Cup watch party. Uh, the fifty six. It sounds like, it sounds like Cup, when you win Retro Bowl, that's what you win or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of. Um, Beef Supreme, or what is yes. that his name? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> For mediocrity. Uh, anyways, uh, come on down, watch the game. We're gonna have squares going. We're gonna have the Wheel of Destiny spinning. Um, we're gonna have DraftKings out here doing an exclusive yeah. pool for those of you in attendance. And I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with what that is, but essentially, only people who come to the DNVR bar will get a specific link to something on the DraftKings sportsbook. So you'll only be competing about uh, against the people around you. And I actually haven't heard what the uh, prize is, but like we've had a $500 prize before Ooh. where someone who came to the bar that night won $500. Man. Um, so we'll be having a great time down here. Um, of course, we got the tailgate before if you want to come watch us be idiots. Um, and so it should be a great time. Come hang out. And if you want to have an even better weekend, check out our friends over at Light Shade Dispensary. And if you use code DNVR, you'll get 25% off each and every purchase, whether you're in-store or online. They have 10 locations in the Denver metro area, soon to be 11 once March rolls around. And you got to check out Wana because their Wana opt- Optimals are fast asleep 20 to 100 THC to CBD ratio. And if you need to get some shut eye, make sure to try Wana because it will help you get to sleep and stay asleep. And they're fast asleep gummies as well. Whether you're a connoisseur or a casual consumer, you can get it all over at Lightshade Dispensary and use that code DNVR, whether you're in person or online, for 25% off. All right. Yeah. Ranch Rider, our oh, friends at Ranch homies. Rider yeah. are making delicious beverages and they're fantastic ingredients and they are so good i had my first one what was this uh uh at two weekends ago at uh the goaties and man they are so good launched in 2019 they're a great company from a food truck actually in austin texas and they are just exploding around the country i saw them at so many liquor stores uh over this weekend actually that's awesome i think we're working on hopefully getting them in the bar so that'll be even better um but these how many liquor stores did you go to this weekend i i I, I meant I saw them all over a liquor store. They were okay. literally in like three different places. All right, because I'm like, Zach, I mean, you're going to liquor stores in a weekend. <laughs> Maybe just I mean, to check out we, Ranch Riders. Do we need to talk about something here? I mean, uh, we're here for you. The Ranch Riders are <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, it's legitimately my favorite way to consume alcohol right now. <laughs> yep. And, and it's, it's via it's, a Ranch Rider. It's premium tequila, and they also have vodka as well. Yep, exactly. So if you're not going beer... With Breck Brews and you're going, you know, the harder stuff, yep. Ranch Rider's the way to go. Delicious as well. Okay. So, Mace, you mentioned um, the fit for Von Miller. Is this the best fit for Von Miller? And I, and I think unless Aaron Rodgers is here, and maybe even if Aaron Rodgers is here, the answer is probably no. But it just depends on what how you define fit from a purely X's and O's football standpoint. I think the answer is probably no. It's not the best fit. From a happiness standpoint, the answer is probably yes, it is the best fit. Um, And 
if he's realized during this, you know, jaunt to LA that it's not all about winning and there's a lot more to it, then I think there's a very good chance that he says, I'm not really all that concerned about anything other than just my personal happiness and I'm happiest in Denver. The interesting thing though is not that I, I I'm denigrating personal happiness because in life that does matter. It's the most important thing, but from a football perspective, if you have somebody who's kind of choosing that, and let's say again, Aaron, let's say Aaron Rodgers is not here, and it's or it's starting over with a young quarterback, or giving Drew Locke one more year to see if he can finally figure it out, and or or whatever, uh, whatever I would say, less than elite choice that there is out there. If he's coming here for just personal reasons, knowing that the Broncos probably aren't going to be in a position to win in a big, in a big way. Is that what you are looking for here? Well, I think now that you've seen that Vic Fangio, in my opinion, Vic Fangio had an adverse effect on his ability to produce. Um, I think, yeah, the, you know, George Payton said it himself, the Broncos need edge rushers and Von Miller's a very, very good edge rusher. Is it Vic or is it the fact that because Chubb was injured for, a lot of that time and when he was out there he was just okay that Vaughn historically has been much more product productive when he's had a Doomerville opposite him or DeMarcus Ware mm-hmm. and now Leonard Floyd slash Aaron Donald he's all he's and Bradley Chubb pre-knee injury he's always Vaughn when he has somebody else taking the pressure off of him get gets gets about about a quarter of a sack more per game historically than he does without. I think that's fair to say, but I think that it's very clear. From day one, Vic Fangio viewed Bradley Chubb as the star, as Batman, and Von Miller as Robin, and I just think he he undervalued Von Miller's skill set. Man, what scares me about what you just put out there, Mace, and, 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 and I'm not saying you're wrong, but what scares me is if Von Miller isn't good enough to come in here and, and be good, then where are you going to find a good enough edge rusher to pair with Bradley Chubb? And how much work just do you have, especially on the front seven on this defense, to get there? Because if Von Miller is going to be limited in what he can do with what's around him, what's a second-round pick going to come in and, and do? Or let's say you let's say you decide to kick the quarterback can down the road another year then are you you drafting David Ajabo out of Michigan at nine? I mean, but you wouldn't do that to pair him with Von Miller. No, you. but is that maybe a better route going forward? If he hits, if he hits. Um, you know, you you already went down that road with Bradley Chubb, and he didn't hit. Yeah. Um, so You're starting the cycle over again. Right. So then for, for both of you guys, who is – or do you think Von Miller – would come to Denver and be a good fit if Aaron Rodgers is here or Russell Wilson. A hundred percent. Mace? If you have one of those quarterbacks, I think he he'd be a good fit. And even though he you wouldn't have the great person opposite him that you have uh, or take taking pressure off, whether it's inside or outside, like he has in LA, you'd be playing from ahead a lot more. Which does lend itself to Von Miller doing well. And, and I agree. Von Miller would be a great fit to come back in that situation. Now, the question is, would he take a pay cut? And what would his price be? 
Are you willing to pay him $20 million? Because what we've seen, even with all of his great comments about Denver, we have not seen him be willing to take a pay cut, even to stay with the Broncos. We, we just have not seen that as recently as one year ago from now. So would you pay Von Miller two or three years, $20 million a year? Ooh. And he could probably get, you know, 25, 27. So that is a little bit of a pay cut, but it's still a very high price. Really? You think that's what the, that's what the market price on him is going to be? Look at the way he's finishing this season. And he's going to go off that. He's going to say, this is the type of player I am. Imagine if he wins another Super Bowl MVP. Exactly. Um, it's the going rate, unfortunately, especially especially for product, proven productive edge rushers. I mean, you're talking about uh, some somebody like a Harold Landry might even get like $13 million. At year. that price, yeah. I need the quarterback. Okay. Okay. Mace, are you doing it? $20 million for Vaughn? No. And let's say you have the quarterback. That's... That's too rich for my blood for a 12th-year veteran edge rusher. I, I'm doing it because then I think you have the, su- the potential of the superstar pass rusher who can be that superstar because you finally have the offense. Uh, and yeah. now also with that, though, and since, since Mace said no, he doesn't have to make this decision, but Ryan, we talked about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams pairing those guys up next year. What would you rather have, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams or Aaron Rodgers and Von Miller? Because you probably can't afford all of them. Devontae Adams by a pretty wide margin. Really? No question. I agree. Really? Yes. Oh, I disagree. I'm so, I just want touchdowns. <laughs> but you're, oh, getting, you're getting touchdowns with well, Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton, or if only one of those guys is here, KJ Hamler, if, Noah Fant, Javante Williams. If you want this offense, if you get Aaron Rodgers and you want this offense to be as productive as possible in his first season there, you need to give him one key target that he already has chemistry with. And, and I don't necessarily think it's a need, it's a need as much as it is a luxury, um, but it's just a luxury that I want. That, that, that's fair. Uh, I think you'd be upgrading your team more by adding Von Miller. I think you probably would, too. I think you would just be... You just, just be want it. the Madden offense, which is <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, exactly. Which is fair, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I'm accepting this defense is probably going to be average this year, no matter what, because because Ezio Evero, is, we don't know what he's going to be, but if you're pursuing the quarterback and pursuing offensive upgrades... You're probably going to be losing Kareem Jackson. You're probably going to be losing Bryce Callahan. Mm-hmm. And to expect the defense to be as good as it was last year, when you're also losing Vic Fangio, for, who for all his flaws as a head coach, is a tremendous defensive tactician. You're, you're having that walk out the door. I don't, I don't think you can expect this defense to be more than average. But average with a great offense in today's NFL is good enough to win. I mean, the Bengals, what is their, their defense is what kind of uh, across the board? They're anywhere from like 10th to 15th in most metrics. Yeah. Yep. I would call them like frisky. Yeah. <laughs> the key is don't be a, don't be a terrible defense. Right. Right. If you're, if you're a decent defense with a great offense, that's enough. That's all you need. But, man, see, I think the Broncos, without Devontae Adams and without Jerry Judy, let's say they have to trade him to get Aaron Rodgers, are Mm. are a great offense right there. And then, so I do agree, like we talked about yesterday, the defense is going to take a big step back uh, potentially this year. If if they're an average defense, but you have that closer, oh, my goodness, it passed rushing you have that closer paired with Aaron Rodgers. This team is going to be so dangerous. Why does Jerry Judy's name keep coming up in the Aaron Rodgers talk? Because he's affordable. 
right now. He's a former first-round pick that a lot of people, including us, thought was a generational talent. Uh, and, uh, and, and he has flashed good. Uh, and so he, Cortland Sutton is now you got a contract to go with him. Now it's not a big contract, but if they trade for Cortland Sutton, maybe they're going the rebuild route and they don't want to pay a receiver 15 million. And Sutton's also coming off a year where he wasn't himself. Knee injury had something to do with it. With Cortland Sutton, you'd be trading at a, at at a low, at a low, relatively low value because he's coming off a difficult year and he has a significant contract. And Jerry Judy, fair to say that in most NFL front offices, even with the struggles of this past year, is held in high regard league-wide. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he's a good quarterback away from being unlocked. Mm-hmm. But they don't have uh, one. Unlocked. <laughs> that wasn't a pun at all. Uh, but they don't have one in Green Bay. So I just that, that mm-hmm. that's just weird to me. Yeah. Um, if you trade Jerry Judy, then I really want Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. I think it becomes a necessity at that point. It's, I don't think so. I mean, you have Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. What what I would be worried about is lacking the route technician um, who gets in and out of breaks and just gets open for Aaron Rodgers to just hit hit that quick slant yeah. on third wait, and six. Wait, 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 wait. You're bringing a Hall of Fame quarterback in. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't need every single piece to be right. Give me a break, guys. He doesn't need it. Manning I just and, want it. Uh, what well, you- I think you want this thing to be up to speed. I mean, like, you know, I, I think back to Peyton Manning 10 years ago talking about he didn't really feel like the offense was going to be where he expected it to be for a year because he had to build timing with Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker. And indeed, they had good seasons, but they had much better seasons in in 2013 after they'd worked together a year. So if Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers, at age 38, the clock is so loudly ticking. So if he says, look, I'm going to do better quicker if I have Devontae Adams. I'm going to do better quicker if you also give me Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I'm out on MVS. I, I, fine, fine. Do it. Yeah, I, I don't need... I mean, MVS feels... I mean, he's worse than both Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, so he'd be your fourth receiver. What? Well, what? The, the thing is, though... Probably it, t- Cortland Sutton or Tim Patrick, they'd be trying to trade at that point. Matt, Matthew Stafford, yeah. though, in his first year with the Rams, because I agree, when I think about it, I think, okay, it's going to take a year, but then I think, wait, 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 no, no, no. In today's NFL, Matthew Stafford just got traded, and he's developing great relationships with these receivers, great relationships with it with his offensive coordinator slash head coach, and he just had the most inter- most touchdowns he's ever had in his career with 41. He threw for almost 5,000 yards. It's the third most yards he's ever thrown for, and the best completion percent he's ever had at 67.2. Who was Aaron he throwing Rod- to in Detroit, though? Aaron Rodgers is, is better than... Uh, than Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. I, I, th- there should just be no excuse if Aaron Rodgers comes here well, we, unless you trade you know, everyone on offense in order to get him, which wouldn't be the case. And to even further that point, we could be seeing back-to-back years where a quarterback wins a Super Bowl in his first year with a team. Mm, but yeah, one of the things crazy. that helped right. Tom Brady was having Gronk around. Totally. And, and that's why you do – that's why – exactly. That's why I'm interested – in having Devontae Adams there. I mean, help Peyton having Stokely. It's just money. I just, the thing is, yes, it would be great to have him. I just, I think I'm getting the vibe from you guys that it's it's like almost a need. No, it's it's not a need at all. It's uh, a, and, and if it is a need, then Aaron Rodgers isn't your guy. Well, and that's why I don't, I think Aaron Rodgers is your guy. So that's why I'm not saying that. Okay, it's not a need in that like you need to eat to survive. You need to have water to survive. It is a priority want. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something you want. A yeah. high priority want that would supersede plenty of other wants on the roster, in my opinion. My like, question. I, I'm not the thing. And also, look, you just went seven and ten. You've had you've, you've had five straight losing seasons. To be fair, if I'm George Payton and I'm building this team, I'm not particularly attached to pretty much anybody here. No. I'll say this: it would be cooler if you kept Jerry Judy and Aaron Rodgers just turned Jerry Judy into Devontae Adams. Honestly, yeah, I would, yeah, would, I would rather trade Cortland Sutton than Jerry Judy. But right, we but, know because yeah. of contract situation and George Payton and his own affinity for Cortland Sutton, that's not happening. But if you gave both of those guys to me and said, okay, who would you rather trade? Sorry, Cortland, I'm trading you and I'm keeping Judy. What if they want Javante Williams instead? They're gonna go run the ball a bunch. And if they want Pat Sertan. Well, but care. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm just saying, like, an Javante actual instead of because I don't think George Payton would ever trade Pat Sertan. I really don't. I think I he think would say he's silly. off the I table. I think Sertan's probably the one person who, if not untradeable, is the closest to being untradeable on this roster. I think anybody else is tradable. Uh, Javante Williams or Jerry Judy? Who would you rather give in the deal? Well, it depends. Do you think you can get Devonte Adams? Because you're not bringing Devonte Adams in with Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Jerry Judy, Judy, Tim Patrick, Patrick. Yeah, KJ agree. Hamler. Uh, so if you don't think that you can get Devonte, well, you definitely can get him. You can get Devonte. Yeah. Uh, then you probably say goodbye to Jerry and you keep that stud Javante. Because if you if you trade Javante or, or uh, you trade Javante, you just re-sign Melvin. Yeah. Running backs are such fungible assets in this league too. Yeah, which is why I don't think that's who they would ask for in the trade. But to me, it would make – I don't know. For them for them to go get Jerry Judy and, like, bring him up into the cold on a, on a brand-new crap offense just makes no sense to me. Yeah. It's like you're, you're, you're signing both of you guys up for failure. And it would also be really funny that when they trade Aaron Rodgers is when they actually bring in, like, a high-valued receiver. Yes. That would just be hilarious. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers – there's some rumors out there. I'm not buying them, but there's rumors out there that tonight, when he wins MVP, that's when he's going to say, I'm coming back to the Packers. Where are these rumors coming uh, the, from? The, Wisconsin? Uh, I, I actually don't know, but, but, but I've just seen, again, rumors, very much rumors. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but wouldn't that be something? Or he gets on the stage and says, uh, trade me to Denver. Are you so are we calling this a foregone? I'm retiring. Is he a foregone conclusion MVP tonight? He thinks he is. Did you see him I out saw, there yesterday? Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was. I think I had to go look it up. I, I thought yeah. he was actually correcting the PA, like the PA no. got it wrong. <laughs> no. He's assuming, yeah, he's assuming, and yep. he's the favorite, no doubt. I'm a little biased. I think there's a hell of a case be made for Tom Brady this there past year in Tampa Bay. The, the votes were in, though, before he retired, right? Yes. Man, that would have been, he would have got it. A 44 yep. year old MVP would have been something, wouldn't it? 44 mm -hmm. year old MVP who retired as the best player in football. And you know, yeah. as a Buck fan, I'm not even, you know, there are some Buck fans that are upset, oh, that Tom might want to go play somewhere else. I'm I'm not bothered. Every every day the Bucks had him was a gift. My thing is like why I don't know. Thank thank you Tom for giving Tampa Bay a championship. My thing is like he should have just signed a one year contract if he wanted to be able to like bounce around and you know go right. on like a little farewell right. Right. Well, like he, like the Rolling Stones <laughs> final tour. Oh, well, the reason he did that is so that he could bring his friends back and bring the good people back so that they could push money down with an with a two year deal. Fair enough. Do you think anybody else enters the Aaron Rodgers chat though? I think everyone does. No, I mean, like, does Miami come in? And yeah. the reason why I bring up Miami... I think teams try, yeah. Well, the reason I bring up Miami is, of course, okay, if he wants to go west, that's not 
it's you're you're going east, but it's a state with no income tax. It's a state that's a guy celebrity. It's a, Miami's got a celebrity culture we all know about. It's the kind of place he'd probably fit in very well. And by hiring Mike McDaniel, yeah, you didn't hire the guy that he's worked with, but we know how badly Kyle Shanahan and company wanted Aaron Rodgers last year. Mm-hmm. So if I was Aaron Rodgers, I would only go to a warm weather city or a city with a dome. So you would not be going to the Denver Broncos. No, nope. be going to. <laughs> you'd be saying Bienvenido a Miami, huh? I I would be saying that. Oh, I mean, of course, I would want to play with Mike McDaniel and <laughs> yes, John Embry now, which I think that's a huge L on the Isn't Broncos. Isn't that part. interesting that Embry was in the building, or not in the building, but interviewing with the Broncos, and now and he ends up going to Miami. And the way Cliss made it seem today is that he got an offer from both sides and chose the Dolphins. Chose the. The guy he knew. He knew, yes, yeah. exactly. Is now is Miami offering? Is Miami making him assistant head coach? I don't know. They but, said like it was. They said it was the same title that he had. That'd so be yes. assistant head coach. Okay, I think yep. that's. I think that's significant too. Yeah, I think the Broncos uh, are going to regret that one deeply. Yep, yeah. I, I I thought it would have been a fantastic mm-hmm. hire. It, right. it would have been a ten out of ten. It's not just Kittle. You go back and look everywhere he goes. The tight ends turn to gold. Yeah, like. He was in Washington. All of a sudden, Jordan Reed became mm-hmm. like a top fantasy. Out. So I'm buying Mike Gesicki stock today. Yes. He was in um, Cleveland. All of a sudden, Gary Barnage, was that his name? Yeah. Yes. Was yeah. a top fantasy tight end. I, I, like, I remember he, I was around him when he got drafted by Carolina. Yeah. And I, I like, you know, th- this la- this lanky guy who looks like a basketball player, right? He's all he's all limbs. He's all arms. Mm-hmm. Had nothing of distinction, and then Embry gets around him, and he turns into a, turns into the best tight end of the game for about for a, year. a year. Yes, yes, it's crazy. So he was also around Tony Gonzalez. Obviously, he didn't create Tony Gonzalez, but he's he knows what greatness is like. Yeah, yeah it's beat, crazy. He Everywhere he goes, to leap for a touchdown. Remember the Browns game in 2015. Who did? Gary Barnage? Barnage, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Akeep Tlaib, the tight end slayer, and Barnage got the better of him. Do you yeah. think do you think this was a money thing? Because that was a, that was a reason why the 49ers uh, said goodbye to him, was they wanted him to take a pay cut, and he said, no way. So do you think he the Dolphins offered, offered him more money and the Broncos, they couldn't match, didn't want to match? Or do you think it was maybe he wanted that assistant head coach title? Or do you just, do you think, man, do you think he looked at Jacecki and said, He's better than Noah Fant. I can do more with him. I think, it's I think it was a relationship thing. Yeah. And t- knowing what I know about how these coaches work, they've all like, they've got like four scenarios when the off season is coming. That's like, okay, if so-and-so gets hired there, then they're going to bring me in to be. And I think McDaniel told him, hey, if I get the job in Miami, you're my guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and I, don't, I don't think Gesicki versus say Noah Fant had any impact. If anything, I mean, these type, the position coaches get to go know to the guys in the draft of the position every year. I think he probably liked Noah Fant. I think he probably liked Mike Gesicki too. But but to me, it's more like when they had him in, that was Monday. So they hadn't made it official that they hired McDaniel, right? When the Broncos were interviewing Embry? It was that day that it happened. Later that day, yeah. So I think what happened is he probably was like, let me. I just got to find out what happens with you know McDaniel, and then I'll get back to you guys. And then just never return the call. And then, <laughs> you know... McDaniel got the job, and he knew right as soon as McDaniel got the job, he knew that's where he was going. You know, there are a lot of comparisons being made already to this the Hackett staff to the Zach Taylor staff in Cincinnati in 2019. Now, one of the things that I think is interesting... Did Hackett, did Zach Taylor also only bring in people who had he, never done was, that job before? It was, yeah, there, were, it, there was a lot of inexperience on that staff. They had, the guy, the coach who had the most experience and had 
a head coaching background. They had uh, Mark Duffner, defensive consultant, who way, way back was a head coach at Maryland and has been around the NFL for a long time. But the interesting thing is the staff changes made in the two years that followed generally brought more experience to the Bengals staff, which I think is actually kind of, is, is kind of interesting there, that it was al- almost like he realized after a year or two he needed a little more experience among the position coaches. Mm. Interesting. That's something to watch going forward for the year-to-year composition of Nathaniel Hackett's staff. I for think. sure. And I still, one of my biggest Aaron Rodgers conspiracy theories is that Nathaniel Hackett is so convinced that they're getting Aaron Rodgers that he's just like, I, we're, I'm just bringing in all the homies. Right. And we're all just going to ride Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> coattails for three years. Get all my guys' jobs. Yeah, this. exactly. Um, yeah. Before we move on, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group, where you can schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam and get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you do so. You got to go see the people over at Green Mountain Dental if you need any dental work done. They'll treat you like family because they're part of our family and you're also part of our family. Um, so go down there, you know, talk Broncos. Maybe they want to, they have an Aaron Rodgers take that they can uh, give to you while they, you know, work on whatever you're getting done. Uh, but go down there. They've supported us for a long time. So we appreciate uh, their support and we appreciate when you guys support them as well and if you want to talk a lot make sure you check it check out strava craft coffee because it will get you going whether in the morning evening or afternoon boost you need strava craft coffee will provide that of course strava craft coffee is not only delicious coffee but it packs that cbd punch and cbd can help relieve aches pains migraines anything that's going on it can help a lot of people say it even gets rid of the coffee jitters so you can drink your coffee without feeling those jitters and another two-in-one punch that they have is if you use the code dnvr25 over at stravacraftcoffee.com you'll get 25 percent off your first purchase and then after you fall in love with strava at 25 percent off subscribe over at StravaCraftCoffee.com and you'll get 20% off each and every purchase after that. So check them out at StravaCraftCoffee.com and use that code DNVR25. Uh, Both of those partners give us great support. Speaking of great support, a couple weeks ago I asked you guys, hey, we would really love it if you go leave us a five-star review on iTunes or just leave us a review. We are uh, now 37 ratings away from 700 reviews, which is really really big you know when we uh go around and like especially when we were expanding to phoenix we look at all these podcasts like a podcast especially a specific sports podcast like this having this many reviews is is pretty special um but i want to just double down and thank everyone who has there's even more than i can see (laughs) carpaccio chris the real drew grace kenji mccarthy um, someone whose name is I'm lonely. Please talk to me. Uh, someone whose name is Jack Mihoff, seven 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 B Punk four CF Tennis, uh, MHT nineteen eighty eight Simeon's number one fan. Ah, that's me. Teve thirteen goes on and on and on. You guys really came through when I asked for that, and and that means the world to us. So, so you um, said there's a Jack Mihoff. Yes, there was. Yes, did uh, Haywood certain last name. <laughs> No, there. Uh, they check in yet? No, Haywood <laughs> Jablomi was not in there. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness! But uh, I'll be showing on, up in our comment section. Yeah, soon, though. on a, on retro goal. That's my name as a coach on retro goal. I don't even it's, know what retro goal is. It's but. like have you heard Sounds retro goal? Nope. Okay, basically there are these there there games like for the iPad. Ah, uh, okay. And I don't have an iPad. There and what it is, or, or for the iPhone as well. And Retro Bowl simulates what Tecmo Bowl 
except with all the current teams and colors and gotcha. all that. Gotcha. And Retro Goal was a similar game for soccer. I think Brandon so I'm in, plays that game. Yeah, I'm in Dynasty mode on Retro Goal, and I'm as a coach, my my coach's name is Haywood Jablomi. So you see, like, <laughs> Haywood Jablomi is pleased with you know so and so scoring thirty goals for. I'm at uh, I'm I'm managing Hibernian in uh, in the Scottish League right now. There you go. Yeah. Um, so just to, to put tie a bow on that, thank you guys so much. Uh, it means the world. And if you're really listening, does. we'd love if you also mm, went over yeah. there and left us a review on iTunes. Let's get us a 700. So 37 be in the 700 more. club? We will be in the 700 club. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's jump into the comments here from the listeners. Do we have any super chats we need to hit on? All right, let's jump right in then. First one comes in from Howler Bro. Surf says, love the pod all week, guys. The off-season talk is some of the best, even if I'm getting my hopes too high. This is further reason to pass on Aaron Rodgers in favor of Russell Wilson. I prefer my quarterbacks to play real sports in the off-season. No offense, RK, but move over with that putt-putt crap and give me the infielder. So you don't want Tom Brady or Peyton Manning then? <laughs> one of the worst the takes ever. Yes. <laughs> um, golf and good quarterbacks literally go hand-in-hand. I was going to say John Elway, you know, fit fit the baseball mold that uh, Howler Bro Surf is looking for, but he, he also fits the golf mold. Yeah, he's a scratch yeah. golfer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, all good quarterbacks are good golfers. Maybe Russ isn't a good golfer. Hmm. I don't know anything about his golf I've game. I've never seen him. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen his swing. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's just a baseball swing. Could be baseball. Baseball players do have a hard time transitioning into golf. It's really true. It's a diff- different. It's, a, it's, a, swing. it's like a similar but so different movement that – trying to get some of those habits out is difficult yep he adds on also highly unlikely hypothetical denver sends two firsts and a second maybe two for trey lance san francisco uses that capital and whatever else to get aaron Rodgers. would you pull the trigger if you're george payton okay so two firsts and two seconds for trey lance so they gave up two firsts right to get trey lance two additional firsts they also gave up their first so three firsts so three total firsts um yeah i'd do this deal so you, okay, and let's say let's say the Packers are also offering uh, Aaron Rodgers for you for two firsts and two seconds. So you have this deal: two firsts and two seconds. You can either go get Aaron Rodgers, you can go get Trey Lance. <laughs> uh, I would take Aaron Rodgers. Mace, I want to get it right for the long term. Give me Lance. It's just there's I be- but so I believe much in Lance, risk. So. There's so much risk uh, involved. If you, if you don't believe in Lance, then I believe I in Lance. Mean, I, too. I believe, do in Lance. believe in Lance, but you're guaranteed. Mm-hmm. When you get Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's the thing. It's Man. Like, it's tough because most quarterbacks are busts. And so you're really rolling the dice. And to be honest, there was no concrete evidence this year that Trey Lance wasn't a bust. You know, he made some nice plays. He made some bad plays. He didn't play all that much. Um, he looked like a guy who was coming from North Dakota State to the NFL who missed the previous season because of COVID. I mean, I'm just taking three, like three guaranteed years of greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what you get. And, and then and you also buy yourself three years to figure out the next move. You do, and you just hope that it's handled differently than when Peyton Manning was here. But you have a new guy handling that process, so there is hope that it would be handled different. Yep. Next one from Shaggy McLovin the third says, "Hey guys, love the content and can't wait to get to free agency and the draft with your coverage. I was wondering with Peyton extending his Monday night football contract, would that have any impact on his ability to own or run the Broncos? I understand he wouldn't be the majority owner, but do you think the league would have issues with him calling a game if the Broncos are playing on Monday night? Well, yes, um, it's one or the other. Peyton Manning is the owner of the Broncos, or he is uh, doing Monday night football. He can't do both." 
Um, and I'm just sure there's an out in the contract that says mm-hmm. if Peyton gets the job, then this is this contract is voided. That's exactly it. There has to be or an Peyton out. Pey- Peyton, Peyton wouldn't crush his opportunity to own the Broncos in order to sign an extension. He could have signed this extension in two months from now when he knows he's not getting that. Well, the, the the Broncos ownership, if they weren't going to make this this provision for him, so I it, I'm not worried about it. And there are a lot of other elements to this. I mean, they're talking about doing similar kind of broadcasts without the Mannings for big college football games, you big UFC events. Oh, that was Omaha Productions, but not with the Mannings. Like it? Well, the, the Manning cast is a part of it, right? But this, but. It's an overall production deal, an expansion of their production deal with Omaha. Like so, it, Omaha would put other hosts yeah, in for right. US, USC. Kind of like there's not just Peyton's places. There's Eli's places. There's a there's a soccer version with Abby Wambach. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's he. The, Omaha is providing all sorts of programming for ESPN platforms. That's I mean, cool. But but. I don't think this would preclude Peyton Manning owning the team. What this does tell me, though, is that it's an acknowledgement that maybe his chances of being the Broncos owner aren't great, in part because of the auction-style nature of this sale and the fiduciary responsibility of the trustees to sell to the highest bidder. And maybe maybe this just isn't the right time for Peyton Manning to be an owner. Maybe that time comes... 10 years down the line, but maybe the, this window isn't the right window. I hate to hear it. I hate to hear it. I hope it's not the case. I know. Well, I, I believe me. I, I would love to see Peyton walking through those doors down at UCL training center as the owner. I just think it's, it's more likely than not that this isn't the moment when it happens. All right. Next one's from Melbourne Bronco. He says, Hey guys, I think Zach and Mace need to hug it out. <laughs> can feel the tension during yesterday's pod. You guys want to hug it out? <laughs> says, I have to agree with Mace. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers comment means nothing by saying we will see. All he did was keep Broncos fans on side for the rest of the round. Uh, I'm saying, In saying that, I do think he'll be a Bronco next year. <laughs> Only because our offensive weapons are so attractive. Cheers. That's how you break tension, Melbourne Bronco, yeah. is you, uh, you you agree with both sides. Exactly. He's pulling an Aaron Rodgers <laughs> he here. He is. He I is. Mean, the thing is, I just, I just think that yesterday's comment didn't really change anything in the dynamic. I think if it was a certain percentage before, it was it's a certain percentage after. If it if it changed, if the dynamic changed, it's because of factors that we don't know about behind the scenes that yeah. are happening quietly. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agreed with both of you guys in the sense of if he if he was dedicated to the Packers, he would never be saying anything like that. He and said similar stuff last year, though. He did, and he wasn't dedicated to the Packers. Yeah, and he year. came back. I mean, so yeah, he came back. But like again, I'm putting myself in those shoes. If that happened with my quarterback, I would be livid. Right, but you know, Green Bay lived lived through this with Brett Favre back in the day too. I mean, it's just, and this and this is part of the drama. And again, just because if you get Aaron Rodgers, this doesn't mean you wouldn't be going through something similar here every year. And that honestly is one thing that kind of gives me pause. And why, if you said Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, you could have one or the other, it's easily a choice of Russell Wilson for me because I think there's less drama. Um, yeah, I mean, I I want Russell Wilson for several reasons, and one of them is less drama, better leader. Um, I know the city would just fall head over heels in love with him, um, and 
to me, like that's all. That's all I need. He's yep. a positive and personality too. and longer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And is he slightly less talented? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking my chances. In a down year last year, Russell Wilson still had over mm-hmm. a five to one touchdown to interception ratio. That just blows my mind. Yep. And the, Seattle has done a terrible job of putting him in a position to succeed. You know, like it's. The the weapons that he would have here. I know he has Metcalf and Lockett. Um, but what about at tight end? You know, what about behind him? Uh, what about in in front of him on the line? It would be a huge upgrade for him. I I read almost nothing into the down year last year. He was hurt. And in the down year, he was still great. Yes. <laughs> you know what I think is interesting with Russ, too? I think even though he's got the ring from early in his career when they had that great defense... In terms of underutilizing a great asset, kind of get John Elway vibes for the first ten years of his career. Who the Broncos underutilized John Elway mm. didn't have didn't have him in the right in, in the right offense with the right play calling until Jim Fossil walked through the door in 1993. I get the same vibes with Russ in Seattle. Yeah, uh, a quick comment here from Ethan who says, uh, I work for the Broncos, and we've heard from upper management that, yes, the team will go to the highest bidder, but the highest qualified bidder. And we, we've kind of yeah. known that. Um, you know, it was interesting. Who had the comment about crypto billionaires? Was that Roger Goodell? I thought it was Mike Kliss brought it up. Someone, I don't know. Someone I think said, Mike Kliss mm. brought up the whole thing that there are billionaires in, in crypto. And the other thing is also qualified bidder. All these all these groups, before it go, before it, it go through the process, they're going. They're going to be pre pre vetted by the league. Well, that's what I was yeah. going to say. If we started a GoFundMe, and we came up with ten billion dollars, and we brought that to the Broncos, and it was like I'm, it wouldn't. I'm the majority owner, whatever. You know, they they would be like, no. Yeah. What if we brought them twenty billion dollars? They would still say no. No. <laughs> but nobody has more than thirty percent of it. That, that's another key thing. You want the well. Minute, everyone you know. could just give the money to me. And then I would be the figurehead of our ownership group, and it would be my money. So basically, you'd be the way you're kind of making your your wealth here is just you're asking people for, to donate. Yeah, this is this is like one. Is there step a movie above, about this? This is one step <laughs> above a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> but it's a Ponzi except scheme people, that everyone knows about. Except you're just don't. Except so everyone's it's... just donating. I mean, yeah. this is like this is like donating to a political campaign oh, that's exactly what i was going to say what would you be giving the people for the money they gave because in a political campaign if you're a big money donor and say the candidate wins the presidency at that point you're like hey you know uh, you gotta you, you want to make me the ambassador of the court of saint james here well i gave you this amount of money you gotta you know got we gotta make a deal here. It's a little quid pro quo going yeah, on yeah what i would give the fans <laughs> is the ability to give me more money to then buy players. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you guys want uh, Aaron Rodgers? Cool, cool. Let's spin up the GoFundMe. We need another $100 million. Let's get it rolling. You just sell them on winning. That's the that's platform you run on, and yep. that, that'll be undefeated. I know. I run on one platform and one platform only for anything that I'm ever going after, which is vibes. Okay. Mm. How many people live in America now? Like 350 million in this country? Yep. All right. Sure. So what you're saying is that basically... Every man, woman, and child in this country would have to get would would have to provide seventy five dollars, basically, right? Easy. To get to twenty billion, let's go. Or just or just if you just want to get to four, just eleven. The 11 question dollars. is more like how many true Denver Broncos fans are there? Right. I would guess it's in like the ten million range. 
Probably. Right so you're there. saying like one out of every 36.5 Americans is a diehard Denver Bronco fan. No, not a diehard. That's just... prob- diehard enough to where they would be interested in this. Well, there's only 32 teams. Yeah, exactly. I'd say probably... I'd say you're probably looking at about two and a half million. But you're people. also only talking about America. We have Brazil, Mexico, yeah. Uh, yeah. London, the UK, yeah. Australia. Like the, the, Australia. The the the, in, the fully invested fan base globally is probably between about two and four million people. I'd say that is like fully invested, living and dying with, with every Sunday. Wait, when you have the casual, I'm, I'm not counting. I'm talking about the casuals. No, you can't rely on that. Wait, this is a perfect opportunity to give a shout out to the number this the country we're the number one podcast in. What is it? I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, it was. Uh, <laughs> we're number one. It was two words. Yes, is it Burkina is it not Faso? Sri Lanka? Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> shout out Sri Lanka. That's that's the exact point. But I also need all the casuals in Denver, um, in mm. in Colorado, like. Mm-hmm. Every, almost every person in Colorado, in one way or another, identifies as some level of Broncos fan. I don't, and I say that loosely, right. but like, I think if you could, were born yeah. here, you consider yourself a Denver. Broncos I think we could have said that thirty years ago. There right. are so now many transplants, transplants here who don't give up their loyalties. That, I should have said everyone yeah. who's born in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think this is happening, unfortunately. No. <laughs> it's I'm, fun to talk about. You, you know what? If there's two million Broncos fans, we only need what? How much money from each person? A couple hundred bucks. Two. Well, no, let's see. Two million. So if everyone gave so if everyone gave a hundred dollars, you'd be at two hundred uh, million. Two hundred million. A thousand dollars. You'd have to get two thousand dollars from every diehard Bronx. This is easy, guys. Two thousand dollars? Come on. What do I get? What do I get from my two thousand dollars? Incredible vibes. You get to know the owner of the Broncos. (laughs) Uh, I got to get something. All right, all right, all right. Next one from Denver. Season tickets for a couple of years. I mean, come on. Denver Wolf says season tickets is just like a rotating loop that everyone Mm. everyone gets a piece of. Yeah, there you go. Denver Wolf says, "Hey guys, I have a question for y'all concerning drafting a quarterback. Let's say things don't work out in free agency, and you are planning on going with a rookie. Malik Willis is gone, and Pickett is there at nine. The Steelers call and offer their first and second rounders for your first." Would you stay put and draft Pickett or move back and take Sam Howell and the extra draft capital? I'm countering and saying I want this year's first and next year's first. To move back. But if they they say no, then I'm still accepting the deal. It's a good deal either way. Of course, it depends how you feel about Sam Howell. I feel good enough about Sam Howell to where I'll move down a few picks and take him. Well, I like Sam Howell better than yes. Kenny Pickett. Yeah, so. me, yeah, me too. So, yes, you take this deal, yeah. Yeah, in my opinion. Sir James Radio rounds us out and says, for anyone still looking for a team to root for not or in the Super Bowl, keep this in mind. L.A. in general is fake, Hell and yeah. that definitely extends to their sports like no other city. So my brand-new Dodger and, L- and Lakers fans come out of the blue during championship runs. This is how I see it and why I am rooting for the Rams. Excuse me? Let them blow up big in L.A. Let all the fair-weather fans flock to the Rams. This also guarantees an extra home game in- for Denver in Los Angeles as there is no such thing as an L.A. Chargers fan yet. Let's keep it that way. Plus, it keeps tickets cheaper for me, hopefully. Yeah, I'm out on that. Um, uh, sorry to Vaughn. 
Um, oh. But I, I could never root for an LA team to win a championship. Mm. Just a, that's just a hard and fast rule for me. Yeah, yeah, you're not rooting for their fans though. You're rooting for McVeigh, for Stafford, for Donald, for Von Miller. Nope. <laughs> I'm I'm fine rooting for Mike Hilton and Trey Hendrickson, yeah. and Joe Burrow, and, and two buffs, Jamar Chase, two buffs on the uh, on the Bengals. But yeah, Cheeto really ha- has been a great signing for them. Yes, he, he really had. They by, that's the other thing, kind of the under the radar thing on the Bengals is how well they hit on their free agents. Cheeto was a great signing. Hendrickson was a great signing. Mike Hilton was a great signing. They. They scouted the market exceptionally well last year. Bengals also have another buff and Josh Tupo on their roster. Yeah. And former CU wide receivers coach Troy Walters, who was really good to me when I covered him, yeah. uh, is their wide receivers coach. Oh, that's and Brian, awesome. And yeah. Brian Callahan, who we know from here in Denver. Yep. Yeah, to me, it's an easy choice. And, and Cincinnati is a city, what if they, they haven't won anything in major pro sports since the Reds won the World Series in 1990. And also, the Bengals like, have never won at all. It's time. Cincinnati has like more of the like they did it the right way feel, where it's like the Rams. They just traded for a quarterback. They traded for Von Miller. They yeah. signed Obel- Odell Beckham Jr. Like that's what the Denver Broncos did when they won Super Bowl Fifty. Yes, and if I wasn't a Denver Broncos fan, I would have been <laughs> cheering for the Panthers. Yeah, I, that's fair. I mean, because what what is what have they won in Charlotte, North Carolina? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Man, I'm going. I'm rooting for Vaughn because of you too. Let's Fine. go, Vaughn. Let's go. Let's, yeah. let's get that Super Bowl fifty and hit on that plus four four thousand five hundred odds you're, on DraftKings. You're rooting Sportsbook. for Stan Kroenke. I know I'm rooting for Vaughn. Ooh, I am a Kroenke man at heart, but uh, oh, I'm, yeah, uh, I, I still After, what what they the way they lied to St. Louis over the years. I just, oh, I. I, I I'm being I completely ironic yeah, when I, I say that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to the Avs game tonight. Avs Lightning. Nice. going to be a banger. Yeah. Um, take my money, Cronkies. Cup, cup final preview, perhaps? We can only hope. We can only hope. Uh, and I can only hope that if you're looking to further your education, you head over to MSU Denver online. msudenver.edu slash online. The place to go to scope out all they have to offer. And they have tons to offer. But more than anything, if you're looking to maintain that full-time job uh, while furthering your education there's no better place to go than msu denver as msu denver online students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution so check out our friends over at msu denver uh we've got another show for you tomorrow before we wrap up the week talk a little more super bowl uh and again appreciate everyone who left those five star itunes reviews hopefully we see a few more pop up appreciate you guys and we'll talk to you tomorrow Flying cotton